Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Because I do. Let's get it going. Yeah. Okay, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag around the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on Draft Kings, betting money on the Queens, know that L.A. team knew where the spars play. And I'm on the Trill King, putting on for the scene, this cup with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. This cup with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Welcome to it, the first episode of the Women in Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Marcio, and today I have, I would I would consider you a friend, comma, Kamalani Dung from Athletes Unlimited <laughs> Softball. Kama, thank you again for coming on. This should be a blast and a half. For sure, friend. What do you mean? Of course, anytime. <laughs> I was hoping we're friends. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to be bothering you. You've been up since three o'clock this morning. Yeah, so right now I am currently working for actually a platform called Open Sponsorship. It's kind of like a two, two-sided two um, platform that connects brands and athletes. So kind of almost like a sports agent, but I'm more so selling the platform. This platform is a sports agent, makes everything quick and streamlined. So it's pretty awesome. But yeah, that's, that's actually located in New York at the moment. And I'm home in Hawaii. So that is why I'm up at 3am in the morning. (laughs) So you have to do that every day or just like, Oh my God, how do you do it? Like what time do you go to bed? I go to bed. I like to strive for 830 Anything after that, I hate myself the next day. And anything anything earlier than that is just like a bonus. So like I'm kind of a grandma nowadays. <laughs> and then obviously you have to be up at that time because it's in New York, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So first first thing in the morning, it's um, wake up at 3 a.m. And then we hop on a call and it's just the team and I have to be up and like chatting with everyone. Adult life. That's something I'm not really looking forward to. I'm trying to stay in college as long as possible, but not long as possible because I'm not a fan of the zoom calls and like not interacting with real people every day, but let's jump into yeah. why, the real reason why you're here. <laughs> Softball. You just, uh, athletes unlimited just finished up their inaugural season this fall. How did that go for you? That athletes unlimited was probably one of the best softball experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, I've played collegiately in the pac 12. I've played, uh, internationally with team Puerto Rico. And I think that this really just brought back a love that I had for the game that I just missed for a really long time. Um, I think everything about it was really cool. 56 athletes kind of just going ham on each other. The top four get to pick their teams and draft their teams. So it was kind of like a fantasy league, uh, got to meet tons and tons of people who are just like family to me now. So I think that was probably the most fun I've ever had playing softball since I was a little kid. (laughs) I recall you saying you didn't come as well prepared. Yeah, I think, I think due to COVID, I probably um, didn't get to train the way that I probably would have going into something like that. Um, Especially since throughout college, there's like maybe three, three solid players or solid hitters in a lineup. So if you walk the three, four, 
five batter, you're you're okay. Like you can kind of maneuver, but like playing against fifty six of the best best athletes in the world, it's just kind of brutal when it's like, okay, I walked the three, four, five batter. Now the bases are loaded for like an even bigger batter. So I really just you can't you can't do that there. So um, I think moving forward, moving into this next season of Athletes Unlimited, I think I'll definitely be more prepared and I'll prepare a little bit better. Is Haley Wagner going to have to give you cleats again? Or are you going to remember those? <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> I'll come in this time. <laughs> she, she's Haley she's such a great person. No, the nicest person ever. We totally hit it off as soon as we met. Um, just a great person, kind of a mentor for me, just because especially my rookie season and she's a vet for sure in pro softball. But I mean, yeah, Haley, Haley's like cream of the crop one of the best people I've ever met outside of Haley. Who was your favorite person to play with this past year? My goodness. There's so many people from my roommate, Morgan, somebody that I hadn't seen since freshman year to uh cat Osterman, just like somebody that I've looked up to since baby days it there. I feel like literally everyone who I played with on the field was just awesome in their own way. And it was kind of like a mix of being starstruck and a mix of um, getting to play with some of my friends. Jasmine Jackson is someone I played with in college and didn't think we would get to play on the same team ever again. So it was really, really cool uh, just to get the opportunity to like hang out with the girls and also just um, at like a super high and competitive level, especially since everything we did was like for money. So did you at all fangirl over Kat or did you see anyone fangirl over Kat or were you like, really? You're going to do that right now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Literally, I'd say almost everybody fangirled over Kat. She, she's just been in the game for so long that um, it was actually a joke at one point. Everyone was sending in their pictures of them, like, as babies with Kat. So <laughs> there was one where one of the girls there, Aubrey Leach, sent in a photo of when she was, like, nine or something, and she was, like, so tiny, and Kat was just in college and living her best life, and... It was just funny. It's just such a weird full circle moment. <laughs> just the longevity of her career is insane. And then on top of that, you had ESPN letting you know how long she's been playing softball. <laughs> letting you know that she's yeah. old. They did that with a few players. And I was like, you guys have to know more than that. They said it about Megan Wiggins. And I was like, <laughs> Megan Wiggins is barely 30 or she is 30. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were really big on the age thing. And then I you guess with the, the height. The, yeah, me with the height and the size, like, oh, comma dung. She just really looks like really small out there. <laughs> that was part of the reason why I had you on for my for my other podcast. I, I was just like, I, I have to talk to comma. I don't even care if she hates me at the end of this podcast. I have to ask her, what, did you hear yourself get announced as such a tiny person over and over and over again? Yeah, it's something I've actually dealt with my entire career. Um, I'd say to the average person, I'm really not short by any means. Like the way that they're making it seem was kind of like I was like four, four nine or something. But I'm, I'm like five seven, so it's like a pretty, like a little bit above average height. Uh, I think it's just due to the fact that like pitchers were traditionally known to be like over six feet, um, and if you're under six feet, you're probably like super muscular. And I'm a little bit leaner and. Um, smaller in stature so I think that's the big thing is I'm not sure it might have been kind of just to like any of the young softball players watching maybe it was just kind of to show them that anyone can be a pitcher so that's why they were harping on it but um 
yeah, so I'm not too sure. Um, Sam Fisher tweet. I believe it was her that tweeted this. She tweeted out. Uh, it was a tweet saying like something a sports thing that you hate having to say or what people say back to you. And it was like, there's pro softball. Does that bother you when people are like astonished that there's pro softball? You know, um, it, it doesn't bother me specifically. I think that we're every, every league started somewhere. And I feel like we're definitely part of the building blocks. I'm not going to get offended because nobody's heard of pro softball. It's, I mean, it just hasn't been out in the media and now we're starting to get the traction and the attention that we deserve. And I mean, I'm not going to be out here getting offended that nobody knows pro softball exists because I mean, it's not their fault. It wasn't in the media. And I mean, now we're getting out there and more people are getting into it. I mean, every single person I've talked to has loved pro softball, whether it's like a baseball player or just a random, like once you give it a chance, I think that's when everyone's like, wow, this game's pretty awesome. It's like baseball, but so much faster because field is smaller. And I mean, I get a lot of lashback, especially like for some reason, a lot of my videos go viral on like TikTok and stuff um, when it's like me pitching. So a lot of people in the comments, like, Oh, look at how small the field is. Um, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever they're trying to say, go make a sandwich is my favorite one. That's the dumbest (laughs) one. They're all, the sad thing is how, all the comments are relatively the same. It's either the kid getting in the kitchen, make a sandwich or no one cares. Yeah. At least come up with something different. Yeah. It's funny because someone was like, Oh, look at how small the field is. Like, Oh man, I was playing on that when I was like 12 or whatever. And I was like, honestly, that makes the game so much harder. (laughs) Like imagine your favorite MLB team playing on the field that you were playing when you were 12. Doesn't it suck to be a pitcher in that case or suck to be a defensive player because the base is the game is that, that much faster. But, um, so yeah, it's just, it's nice that we're getting out in the public and getting, um, just some national coverage, especially with ESPN and CBS sports covering it this past season. That was probably the most buzz I've ever seen around pro softball. So I'm just glad that I was a part of um, that inaugural season for sure. I try to let, people that have never watched softball or they say they don't like baseball. I'm like, well, give softball a chance because that game will be over in an hour and a half. If it's too long, if baseball is too long or takes too long for you. And plus it's like you said, faster pace and every second something's going on. Yeah. So I think, I think that everybody who's given it a chance absolutely loves the sport. Um, But it's just, it's just getting over the hump. And I think, I think it's coming for sure. The fact that we're in the media more, we're on national television, back in the Olympics. I mean, our time's coming. So I'm just part of the building bricks that help the sport get to where it needs to be. Trailblazing away. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, your, what are your goals for the 21 season? Um, I think that now that I'm not a rookie anymore, I think I really understand what it looks like, especially to be a part of that league, because it's not like anything that I've ever played in before. Uh, even playing in the Pac-12 and internationally. It's just, those were high levels. Like, And this AU league was something that totally blew both of those out of the water just because it's probably like the all-star from every team just going ham on each other for like six weeks and everyone's just back-to-back-to-back games. You see the same batters every single weekend. So it's it's very different. And I think uh, leading up to that, I probably just want to make sure that um, I'm putting in the work spotting up my pitches, feeling a little bit more confident. 
I'd say this past season, my best pitches were my drop and my rise. And I didn't have either of those while I was playing. So I was kind of just getting by with uh, my screw was actually my best pitch. And that was, that's been my worst pitch all of these years. Like it just, it's gotten no love, but my screw was what I was relying on while I was there. But, um, so yeah, it would be nice to actually be able to come out and show more, more of what I'm actually capable of just because I was missing about half of my pitches just due to COVID and not being able to train and see live batters before going out there. Has training been a lot easier lately? Training has been all right. I'd say right now I'm on a pretty nice break. The AU season is going to be, I think, end of summer, beginning of fall, kind of similar to last year. So I have a a while until we start uh, training again. Right now, I think the main thing for me is um, just making sure my physical fitness is up. So dropping body fat, uh, making sure that I'm in a, a really good shape physically. And then I think moving closer to season, probably maybe couple months out then i'll start spotting up and start doing more softball specific drills i i I think it's weird how like you have so much time off and you like i was curious like when when do you like really start to grind like because obviously you can't you have time to take off when do when do you normally start to what's the word i don't even look for how to phrase it when do you guys start really yeah kicking yeah yeah yeah, so I'd say probably it's good to stay in softball shape all year round. But for me, I think less is a, less is more, especially since, like they say, I'm just such a small pitcher and I can just blow away in the way. <laughs> like for me right now, a big thing is getting cutting down on the body fat, making sure my strength is up. And I'll probably start really kicking into gear maybe like three months out for sure probably before that doing softball specific drills, but three months out going hard on pitching every day, making sure that my spots are all solid and ready to go for when season starts. So you're not throwing until like May-ish? I'll probably throw before that, but it'll be very like a couple times per week yeah. or maybe just some long toss. It's not, nothing crazy. Yeah. So we see the phrase all the, all the time, more than an athlete. Um, outside of softball, who is Kamalani Dung? I am s- <laughs> too many things. <laughs> so someone that has no idea who you are and they're listening to this podcast for the first time and it's the first episode, what would you want them to know something about you? Yeah, so probably about me. I am... Born and raised in Hawaii, I represent my islands. I am multicultural, um, really big on helping people, finding good people in this world. I graduated from UC Berkeley. I played at Fresno State before I transferred there. Like I stated before, I was on the Puerto Rican national team, currently a part of the California Commotion Pro League and also the Athletes Unlimited Pro League. And outside of softball, I, I pretty much do it all. I love business. I'm an account executive right now. As I was saying before, at open sponsorship uh, as just my full time, and um, I'm interested in stocks. I love trading. I love just everything. I do a little bit of modeling. I am a content creator and marketer. So there's just a million things. I I don't like to um, put myself in, in like pigeonhole myself. I like to try everything and see what I like. <laughs> Did you get into the game stocks? GameStop stocks. 
I actually did. And I got it really early, but I, I got scared. So I pulled out early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm really I, didn't, cool. I felt left out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, um, I've been learning for about a year now and I'm, I've been rooted on like actually learning how the process of the stock market works and kind of just being trained up from a mentor. So it, it, the GameStop went against literally everything that I had planned. Like it's went against all things that I learned because it's just not, <laughs> that was just so unrealistic and crazy came out of nowhere. But so, yeah, that's why I pulled out early. I was like, I have no idea how to read this chart right now. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't seem right. I'm, I'm getting out of here. I found the memes to be hilarious about you. Like the guy whispering in the girl's ear, explaining what stocks are. I find it funny because I had a girl explain to me what stocks are because I have, I have no knowledge of stock. I, you couldn't tell me what the, can't even think of the word that was going on the other day. Cause I don't know anything about stock. I don't know anything about anything outside of probably sports and music. <laughs> I mean, we like to have our niches. I mean, you said that you were getting into it though. So, I mean, it's, it's something that's becoming more accessible before it was like, you had to call in and then it was like, you had to go through like a big firm. And now it's like, I mean, Robin Hood's right there, even though everyone's boycotting it right now, but now brands similar to Robin Hood are popping up where you can kind of, it's more social media looking and a little bit easier to understand. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where all of that goes. Yeah. It was like online gambling type. I, I downloaded Robin Hood to see what it was about and to get a free stock. Humble brand. <laughs> oh, part of the hype. You were one of the guys <laughs> trying to get on the game. <laughs> Actually, the, the girl that explained stock to me goes here, get this. So we both get a stock. I was like, okay, I'll partake. <laughs> you're from hawaii and i was very curious to ask is is like the sports world over there different at all than over here i'd say yeah for sure um i mean we're on a little tiny island in the middle of the ocean right now we have a bunch of trailblazers in every sport um softball basketball i wouldn't say basketball i lied softball <laughs> football <laughs> baseball volleyball there's there's just so many options right now that people are starting to trailblaze. I mean, we got Tua, we got um, a ton of guys in the NFL right now, and I mean, in softball, there's Jocelyn Allo and some of the other girls that I played with also, and it, we're all kind of around the same age, give or, give or take five years, and we're all really coming out of the islands. So I feel like more people are starting to look at the islands at the moment and start to go over there for recruiting purposes, but. Um, growing up, it definitely wasn't that way. I didn't have proper training and I'd say that's very similar to some of the other experiences that a lot of people have had. Um, but right now it's a good time to be an athlete from Hawaii because people are starting to look at us. We finally made the map. <laughs> finally made the map. So is this, yeah. is this where the, the YouTube picture nickname comes from, stems from? Yes. My infamous YouTube picture nickname. Does it get old? <laughs> Does it get old? Uh, no, I'd say I don't hear it that often. I mean, it's just whenever I, I'm, I'm around softball. <laughs> or, yeah, when you're on TV. Yeah, everybody loves the YouTube picture story. Yeah, so major clarification there. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't have, like, proper training. This is when I was really young. So my mom and dad would watch YouTube with me, and we kind of just go from there. 
uh, I would watch what other pitchers did, especially on YouTube or in person and kind of just mimic them and copy them in any way. My mechanics were absolutely terrible, but I would figure out a way to get it done. So that's where the YouTube pitcher name came from. I, it still followed me all the way to pros. So I feel really, really bad for my coaches who have coached me in between then because in pros, they'll be like, oh, yeah, she's a YouTube pitcher. She's completely self-taught, all of this stuff. And I'm like, I mean, that was when I was like maybe like eight to 12. And then after that, I had so many good coaches that took me under their wing. And especially in college is where I really transformed from a pitcher who got the job done and looked terrible doing it, but finagled a way to get the W and strike some people out to somebody who had better mechanics, somebody who um, was more calm on the mound, level-headed, and just more confident. So yes, I'm a YouTube pitcher, but yes, I've also had awesome coaches that really helped shape me to who, who I am today. And what's funny is, didn't you, didn't you come over to the, like, to the States um, like, like 13 or 14? So that, that's such an old nickname then. That nickname's what, 10 yeah. years old? Yeah, the nickname is at least 10 years old. It was um, when I first came over to the States, I was playing softball and I was pitching and everyone's like, who is this girl pitching? She pitches so weird, but she's getting the W's, getting the strikeouts. Like, who is this? Why have we never seen her before? Because I was also a little bit on the older end because players were getting recruited at like sixth grade, seventh grade. So they were like, wow, who is this girl? And nobody could pronounce my name, which is an inside joke that we have. <laughs> Everyone could not pronounce Kamalani. So they started me just call calling me the Hawaii girl or the YouTube pitcher. And then it really stuck. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the name because I was curious. What's the worst way someone's ever mispronounced your name? I, my personal favorite is Calamari. I really like that one. <laughs> or, or I like Kalamani too, just because that one is like, you know, they gave no effort in actually trying to read the word. They kind of just skimmed it and like switched the letters around. That's a good one too. It's, it's the best when they add letters <laughs> that aren't there. Oh, yeah. Because like my last name is Marcio and I've, I've gotten Marcellino. There's no L and there's no N. Where did you, where did you come up with that? Exactly. Like they skim it and they act like they tried, but they really didn't try. Like, it's not that hard. You could have sounded it. Like my name isn't one of those names where like the letters sound all weird. Like if you look at it and sound it out, it's exactly what it, <laughs> 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 like I can see like the K Milani because of just whatever reason that happens, but like. We'll give you a pass. We'll give you a pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how come you go by yeah. your middle name? So in Hawaii, it's actually a thing that you kind of go by your middle name or especially your Hawaiian name. It's funny because my first name is Ziana. And when I was young, nobody could pronounce Ziana in my kindergarten and like first grade classes because it's not a normal Hawaii name. So everybody called me Kamalani instead. And it's pretty funny that nobody can pronounce any of my names. I believe you asked me to pronounce it last time we talked and I was like, I'm not, not even going to take a stab at it. Yeah, I think I think when you finally gave in, I, or maybe that wasn't you, but <laughs> I I think it was like a cauliflower dung. <laughs> it was it was it was, it was calamari <laughs> dung, and then Kalahari dung, and then Luel dang. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so, so funny. Close. 
<laughs> I've thought about switching my name for um, Starbucks and stuff so I can order and they spell my name correctly. Just throw like Kate or something on there. I never give my real name. I always give my dad's name or Steve. So it's either Phil or Steve. I, don't, I, I, I have a weird thing off topic. I have a weird thing with having to say my first name. I don't like the way it comes out of my mouth. But like anyone else, they'd say it. It's fine. I just don't like having to say it. So I skip sometimes the first day of classes. So I don't have to say it. That is true commitment. <laughs> I don't like saying it. But back on track, Kamalani, what, what is the biggest misconception about Hawaii? I think um, probably the biggest misconception is that we don't have like internet and stuff. I've been asked if I ride my dolphin to class or to school. That one's not even funny. No, but that was when I was like kind of younger. So I, I'm genuinely unsure if it was that they were trying to be funny or like you just don't learn about Hawaii and you just assume some weird stuff. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But yeah, so right now I'm on Zoom. I'm on my laptop, which is a MacBook Pro in my house. Can't confirm Wi-Fi to is the great. internet. Yes, Wi-Fi is great. Wi-Fi is pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> We got roads and cars. <laughs> I, I did see your story. You do have cars and roads. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably the biggest um, misconception of Hawaii right now. What about food-wise? Oh, food-wise, I'd pineapple say. Pineapple and everything? Yeah, pineapple and all of that. And I think a lot of people don't understand how expensive Hawaii actually is to live um, if you're actually living here because a just to put it in perspective, a gallon of milk is probably around $9 on a bad day. It, like, fluctuates from, like, 6 to $9. What's eggs? Eggs are just, like, six ninety are a dollar here. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh After I lived God. in California, I didn't understand what how crazy the difference is but yeah so it's super super expensive to live in hawaii so oh lots my. of people just picture it as like paradise and like everything's all good it's really tough to live here <laughs> so is fast food still expensive no or it's still like dirt cheap no fast fast food's still cheap it's just uh i'd say subway and stuff whenever they have deals like the 5.99 foot long was never 5.99 in hawaii it's always Five ninety nine, uh, excluding Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I didn't know that. Wow, uh, six dollars for some eggs. Wow. Now I'm gonna yeah. feel. I'm gonna. Wow. I'm blow. I'm blown away. I can't even think of anything else to ask right now because that just blew my mind. Yeah, you enjoy those eggs when you eat them. Yeah, because that just dollar sixty two eggs. <laughs> Yeah, so that just costs someone minimum wage for an hour of their life for those eggs. <laughs> what's what's something that you rarely buy because it's so expensive, but you love to eat it? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Oh, avocados. How much? They're they're probably I don't know. They're kind of the same. I feel like avocados are expensive everywhere. Yeah, but. I yeah probably like for for one it's like 
$2.99. I'm not even sure how much they cost in the mainland because, I mean, the rest of my bill was so cheap in the mainland that I would just throw all the avocados in my cart and be like, I don't care. <laughs> like these, these eggs like, and oh, milk are, these, the eggs and milk here is not as much as it is at home. Exactly. So the, the bill always came out to something fine if I had like 14 avocados in there also. So now I don't even know. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh my God. I would have never thought of that. But, comma, I want to thank you so much for coming on for the first episode of the Women in Sports podcast. If you want to shout yourself out, give your socials, you can go right ahead. Yeah, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at comma.dung. I am on Twitter as well. You guys can find me on TikTok uh, at underscore Ziana. You guys won't know how to spell that, but, I mean, you can figure it out. Overall, I'd say, I'd say my main place to follow me is probably Facebook and Instagram at comma.dung. And, I mean, I have everything on there from softball to business, modeling, Hawaii life, uh, just anything that I am ever interested in. And I love reaching out to the people. If anybody ever wants to shoot me a DM, um, I'm really friendly. Look at me and Cub. We're friends over here. So, <laughs> always she, available. Her, her social medias are a great place for some good Hawaii aesthetic. I will admit that. Yeah, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. Kama, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swagger on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on DraftKings, betting money on the Queens, know the L18, know where the spars play. And I want a chill king, putting on for the scene, this cup with the women's sports podcast. Yeah. It's cup with the women's sports podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports. Hold up. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta wake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta shake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta shake up. Go to class with it. Go to class with it. Broadcasting it. Broadcasting it. You know it's Cub with the Women's Podcasting it. You know it's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Swish. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.